words on water. Welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop. One of the great activities that WEF has every year is the student design competition. I'm really excited to have the co-chairs of that competition on here for this episode today to talk about it. We're also going to hear from the two winning teams. But first, uh, we'll talk to Bernadette Druard. She is with Black & Veatch as a wastewater process engineer in Atlanta. Bernadette, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Travis. And I have EJ Katsoulis. He is with Tetra Tech. He is a process environmental engineer in Denver. EJ, thanks for joining as well. My pleasure. So love to hear from you all on what is the student design competition? Sure. So the, um, the SDC, as we call it, uh, works to promote real world design and engineering experience for students um, who are at universities and colleges. Um, and we really um, strive to have this be applied to a practical application um, a lot of the projects that the students will work on for the design competition um, might be actual projects that uh, are taking place in the area where they go to school or, um, you know, within the jurisdiction of their WEF member association. And the overall goal is to have a team of students um, or an individual um, that works to complete an engineering design solution to a proposed problem. So that's very generic, um, but it should not be a study. It's not a research project and it's not a lit review. Uh, but there's three main components that we look for within um, the projects that are submitted for the student design competition. Um, just beginning with a good explanation of the project. Um, what is the design problem? Uh, you know, what are the constraints or, um, you know, key considerations for uh, why this is important. Uh, then the students will go through a discussion of their alternatives evaluation and try to identify potential solutions for this problem. And then finally come to a recommendation. Um, so uh, it's, it's kind of a, a high level design. Uh, we often compare it to in the consulting world uh, you know, maybe a 5% or a 10% complete design, uh, very conceptual. Um, but it really introduces students to the inner workings of the water and wastewater industry. And uh, I think helps them get a good handle on all the jargon um, and really get their foot in the door uh, working with utilities or maybe mentors from their WEF member association um, that guide them through this process. And it often aligns with uh, like a senior design class that a lot of engineering or environmental science projects might have um, or a capstone project, depending on the school. Um, but that's that's kind of an overview um, in a nutshell. Yeah. And this year was the 19th annual competition uh, It showcased the innovative ideas of 27 teams uh, that kind of came from 22 WEF member associations 
and five countries and want to definitely thanks thank GDH for sponsoring the student design competition this year. This year was unique, of course, with coronavirus and not being able to get together in person at WEFTech. I uh, missed seeing everybody. I'm sure you guys missed seeing the, the students in person. So EJ, could you just talk a little bit about how, how things worked this year? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, the competition's been a, a long time in the running and um, at the very beginning, it was started by the Florida Water Environment Association or FWEA and it has since grown to include MAs for all over the country. So how this typically comes to fruition is um, each member association will promote a team, they'll hold a competition at the MA level, and for that competition, they'll typically find real world uh, design statements that fit the mold that Bernadette just spoke to. So the student teams will get to work with those real world problem statements, and then the team that the MA chooses to represent them at the national level will get sent to WEFTEC. And so as you mentioned, typically uh, we'll have WEFTEC in person and we, we love to see all the teams there in person. Um, and then we, we are responsible for putting on this national WEF student design competition. And it's at that level where the, the ultimate winners are chosen. Um, so what we see there is a representative from MAs all over the, uh, the country and this year, and for the last couple of years, we've also had representation from uh, other countries, which is great to see. And that's something we're striving for is to really pull in more MAs from around the globe and make this a global competition uh, as is fitting for WEF. Sure. I'm really curious about what your impressions are of the students um, and, and the work that they do. Um, you know, and maybe you can particularly count, uh, comment on also the, the winning teams. Uh, Bernadette. Wow. Uh, this year, I, I think my, my main impression was just how detailed some of the students got, um, especially both of our, our winning teams. Um, you know, the biology that happens, the microbiology that goes into wastewater treatment for systems with, um, you know, enhanced biological phosphorus removal or just very, very specific and uh, new processes that we're still learning to understand. Um, I was so blown away by the students and how they really dove into that because that's not something that you typically will get, um, especially at the undergraduate level. Um, and even, um, you know, whenever you go to grad school, you might not dive into that too much. So um, for me, being in the industry, that stood out so much. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I need to connect with these students and see where <laughs> they go and, you know, see what, what uh, type of jobs they're looking for. I was very blown away. Awesome. What were your impressions, EJ? I definitely had the same impression on the quality front. Uh, we always get comments from the judges each year that um, you know, they're, they're blown away and what they're seeing is really the quality that they would see from a true uh, design consultant uh, or engineering firm. So that's really impressive. But this year, what I was most impressed with was the versatility of the students. Um, and as we shifted to a virtual competition this year because of COVID, they really had to change their style, make a virtual presentation work, um, as we are all having to in the, in the real world that we have nowadays. And and I think we're definitely in good hands with uh, what we saw from these students being able to pivot in the way that they did and put on these really stellar virtual presentations. Sure. 
Well, I think you both hit on it a little bit, but I, I'd like to just hear hear a little bit more about why this competition is important. Uh, I'd love to start with that. <clears throat> I uh, did not get to participate as a student um, during my undergrad, but I have mentored student teams um, in these past two years since I've been out of school. And I think the most important thing is that it introduces students to WEF that truly have um, an affinity and are willing to go above and beyond um, to work in this field. Um, and so I think it's, it creates a really strong bond because for, um, as anyone knows, it's worked on a capstone or a senior design project, um, you pour a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into um, that work. And uh, so to come to an international competition and to get your name out there, um, I think it creates a really strong bond um, to the organization. Um, but we've also seen over the years how uh, many students that participate, they keep coming back. They want to join the subcommittee. They want to get involved with the Students and Young Professionals Committee that we have within West. Um, and eventually, uh, you know, they're coming in right out of school, but eventually we've seen um, some of those former participants move into uh, more technical committee roles and take on leadership roles within the organization. Uh, so I, I really see this as a fast track to introduce students to a plethora of opportunities that we have for students and young professionals within WEF. We need them in WEF and we need them in water, that's for sure. Uh, EJ, your thoughts on why this competition is important? Yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely echo that. Um, our purpose as a subcommittee is to promote the students and to give them a pathway uh, to WEF and getting involved in WEF. And uh, what we find as a result of this competition is some of the best and brightest uh, future young professionals and future leaders in the industry. So that's definitely really important. Um, we, we really view this as being valuable on many fronts, not only for the students, but also allowing WEF to form bonds with the MAs um, and, and having people be able to get plugged in uh, at their MA level, at the national level, and, and at the end of the day, helping the students. Thank you both for your perspective and, and volunteering as, as co-chairs and putting on this really important competition. Um, we're going to move on in the podcast now and hear from the, the two winning teams, but thank you both very much. Great. Thank you, Travis. Happy to be here. Same. Thank you, Travis. Now we are going to hear from some students from the University of Guelph team that won the environmental design category with their project titled Innovative Stormwater Management in the city of Richmond Hill Mill Pond. The members of the team are Rebecca Barr, Rebecca Butel, Akasha Markov, and Justin Salvucci. And the faculty advisor is Jana Levison. The team represented the Water Environment Association of Ontario. We have Rebecca and Akasha here today with us. Rebecca and Akasha, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, so uh, could you explain how you got involved in the student design competition and, and then explain your project? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been part of the student chapter at the University of Guelph for the Water Environment Federation called the Water Environment Association of Ontario um, since my second year in engineering. And going through the years, there was always a team at Guelph that competed. And actually, the first year that I joined, they won the environment section of the Water Environment Federation competition. So that was definitely a bit inspirational going through a few years of seeing teams at Guelph do pretty well. And the president, when I was in my final year, encouraged me to join the next year. And we did. And I got a group together. And it was a really great experience. We went through the um, Ontario Rick Regional process and were chosen to compete at the larger competition after that. Fantastic. And that, so I'd, I'd love to hear about this, this project here, Innovative Stormwater Management. Stormwater is a huge pressing issue in communities across North America uh, and always looking for innovative solutions and, and ways to solve these problems on the ground. So I'd love to hear what this project was. Hmm, yeah, so I'll give a little bit of an explanation. Um, so it's kind of an interesting situation because the pond that we focused on, Mill Pond, isn't actually, um, it wasn't designed as a stormwater facility. So that's kind of why had a bit of a unique scenario. So the actual setting of the project was the city of Richmond Hill, which has a very, um, for, it's been increasing in population a lot in the recent years. So um, as we know, that has an impact on um, the sort of the loading to uh, surface water, stormwater management systems, such as rivers. And that's why there are so many, the uh, so many stormwater ponds being created. So they basically had this giant pond that was more of a recreation center in Mill mm -hmm. Pond Park. Um, and they want to build in like the 1800s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. So yeah. Well. And it's a very large facility. So it's very, very massive and it has been accumulating a bunch of sediment, um, over many years. So essentially they're kind of the city of Richmond Hill um, was trying to see how they can enhance its function for stormwater purposes in this context of urbanization. Um, so essentially it's this giant pond. They wanted us to propose um, methods for sediment reuse, sediment dredging. And then um, they were also having an issue with uh, temperature pollution because it's an online pond. So I think it's the Don River flows directly through the pond and then outlets at the bottom end, the south end. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and the city of Richmond Hill had a lot of goals in their new city plan on naturalization of current parks and helping with the connectivity to the Don Rivers. That was one of the main focuses as well as the project mm -hmm. in addition to stormwater management. Mm -hmm. So I guess the, uh, the two primary objectives were to take it from an online facility to an offline facility to better benefit these um, fish species that exist in the river, because it's like a cold water, I think, stream. Um, and also to enhance a stormwater function through dredging and then some different design techniques. So basically our project, we created a bypass channel for the um, pond that was sort of using um, like natural channel design techniques to mimic sort of a natural channel. And then we also um, recommended sediment dredging and sediment reuse on the site so that you could we could enhance the capacity of the pond to attenuate storm flows, um, as well as we recommended the design of two sediment four bays for pretreatment of the pond to enhance the water quality um, that's exiting the pond. So those are kind of the main um, design components of our project. Uh, and then the innovative component kind of comes in with how we recommended 
the sediment reuse on the site and trying to incorporate some value added components for the community, such as um, enhanced pathways with educational components. Um, and we also recommended low impact development techniques that can be implemented on site that had community benefits, such as um, community rain garden and a bike shelter that can incorporate a green roof and sort of like an interactive weather station. Um, and then sort of the final innovative component was the use of vegetative floating islands, which are fairly new in the field of stormwater management. Um, and they essentially act to shade the pond to uh, in, improve temperature effects, as well as provide water quality uh, benefits as well. Mm -hmm. And we were actually able to do some temperature modeling that showed, in our model at least, very noticeable effects of the floating vegetated islands. Um, and they also should have water quality benefits as well that we weren't able to quantify in this project, but would be interesting to see more research on them in the future to be able to quantify those. So how was this experience for you both uh, participating in the student design competition through WEF? So we went through it first with the um, Water Environment Association of Ontario, um, and that started in September of 2019. We wrote our first proposal and it mixed really, really organically with a capstone course that we were doing at our university, which was part of the impetus to go forward with it because we felt as if we, if we were working on it as our capstone as well, we could put, dedicate a lot more time and work into our project. Um, so for the first four months, it was proposal stage and data assimilation and working and just looking at all the information that we had and we did a site visit. And then the next four months was doing the competition for WEO and the report for that, which was really, really exciting. And it was good to have kind of a practice run of our presentation before competing at WEF because it's a much larger group of people. And then throughout that summer, working with the directors of WEO and our young in the Young Professional Committee in Ontario, they gave us a lot of really great feedback on how our presentation report could be improved before competing at WEF. Um, and then the WEF competition was done really well given the circumstances. Obviously I would have loved to do it live, but the mm -hmm. WEF Connect was done pretty much more seamlessly than I would have expected. So it was overall a good experience. Fantastic. And so what's what's your uh, outlook on, on water careers? How do you feel about, you know, eventually getting out of school and heading into the workforce? Um, I think it's actually an interesting question because so, um, Becca and I both graduated um, this spring um, from our water, I was in water resources engineering and she was doing environmental engineering at the University of Guelph. So hypothetically, we would be in this stage where we'd step into our careers, but we both chose to stay in school. So we both started masters um, at different <laughs> universities. So definitely it was interesting in this um, competition to be exposed to the different fields of the water sector in terms of careers. Um, and I know for me, it kind of inspired me, kind of like opened up my eyes to what the different fields are and realizing that I think I wanted a bit more of a specialized education before moving into the career phase. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And I think it was a great exposure to um, industry, to different companies that work in the water sector and also eye-opening just to see that there, it's such a massive um, field and there's so many career opportunities within water as well. 
we're really excited to have had you all and your uh, fellow students there participate in this competition. And it gives us lots of uh, hope and optimism for the future of water to have uh, bright folks like you involved and in doing really amazing projects like this. So congratulations on the win and thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Now we're going to talk with the Colorado School of Mines team that won the wastewater design category with their project titled Nutrient Optimization for Municipal Wastewater Utilities in Colorado. Members of the team are Jillian Allison, Kelsey Buchler, Tori Heckert, Kayla Hubbard, and Kate Stevens, and the faculty advisor is Chris Bellano. The team represented the Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association, and we have Kayla and Tori here for the podcast. Thank you both for coming on. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, thank you. So I'd love to hear you explain this project, Nutrient Optimization for Municipal Wastewater Utilities in Colorado. Uh, what was kind of, maybe we could talk about the problem or the challenge and then talk about the solution you all came up with. Yeah, of course. Um, so we were posed with this challenge to work with a local um, wastewater facility in Colorado Springs, the Las Vegas Street Water Resource Recovery Facility. And we were tasked with helping them come up with a conceptual design to help them meet the new Regulation 31 limits that are up and coming um, for nutrient removal in wastewater streams. So this was a really interesting ex um, problem for us, not only because it was close to home, but it also allowed us to kind of dive into some up and coming technologies and really dig into the groundbreaking work that's happening in the wastewater field. What was the approach? What was the, the project or the design solution? We ended up selecting a newer technology called aerobic granular sludge, which is the traditional like wastewater activated sludge process, except you modify it a little bit for a handful of selective pressures so that you actually grow these wastewater sludge flocks in granules. And so it's like very defined uh, bacterial and microbial layers in these granules that work to treat the wastewater in these giant basins. And so our design incorporated implementing that into a retrofit to a system that they recently updated at the Colorado Springs facility uh, by implementing the AGS as well as World Waterworks indents hydrocyclones for density separation of our sludge, and then continuing with their current disinfection process. Mm. <clears throat> One of the things I love about this competition is how it's real world. It's not just abstract and theoretical. You're actually working on a something that's kind of out there. Um, so what was this experience like for you both being part of the, the student design competition? I thought that this was honestly one of the most incredible experiences that I've been able to have in my time at school. Um, the process of, you know, going through this design competition not only allowed us to have, like you said, a real world experience, um, tackling real problems and coming up with real solutions, but we were able to meet so many different people in the wastewater field, um, local to us, and talk to them about you know their job and hear their input. And I think it really gave us all some really good industry connections and it was just a really good learning process. Yeah, we finally got all the benefits people tell us that you'll get through college, like the networking experience and this hands-on experience and 
all this preparation for the real world, it was like, wow, this is actually what it might be like to be an environmental consultant, to work with the wastewater treatment facility and to communicate with, you know, the wastewater treatment plant operators when you're on a site tour and then communicate with the engineers that currently work there to get their vibe of the situation and what they might want to see. So it definitely made me feel prepared to do this as our like last elective course and then graduate. I was like, okay, I'm actually ready to take on whatever it means to be an environmental engineer. <laughs> well, that's awesome to hear. Definitely, definitely glad to hear that. Uh, I think that's part of our intent with the student design competition is to kind of be that bridge between, uh, you know, studying in college and, and working out there in the, in the real world. So <clears throat> given, how, how did this experience maybe shape your perspective on careers in water then? It kind of changed my perspective, like learning through school, they kind of teach you, especially with water and wastewater, like here's, here's the technology, here's what you do. It's pretty much the same at every plant, which is great. But I think this project really introduced me or um, kind of made me realize that no, there's still up and coming technology and there's still tons of room for innovation in this field. And that kind of made me even more excited to go out into the working force knowing that, you know, it doesn't have to be the same at every plant and regulations are changing. So solutions are changing. So it made me really excited to know that I can be a part of, you know, helping move the industry forward. Yeah. It really opened my eyes to just how big the scope of these projects are. Like, like Kayla said in school, you know, we are so focused. So I was kind of thinking that being a wastewater engineer was, chugging through this handful of equations, you produce an answer and then you hand that off to someone who does the rest. But no, it's like, that's very minimal. You have to do all of this research to figure out the solution. There might be a couple of equations once you get there, but then it's really tying the pieces together, like talking to the diffuser companies to make sure that you have all the pieces for your new aeration system and making sure that the system you're proposing can actually be integrated into a SCADA system. And you don't realize how many I's there are to dot and T's there are to cross until you actually do the project. Yeah. <laughs> we at WEF are really happy to hear about this type of experiences um, and kind of firsthand reports of what it's like to go through the design competition and how it helps, helps to get you a little more excited for going into the water sector. And um, so thank you both. Congratulations on uh, being part of a, a winning team. And, and thanks for coming on the podcast to talk about it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Words on water.